1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Straight up with no chance. You're in a sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester.
2: Welcome back into the
0: Sports Bar. It's Danger
2: and Battaglia live from Buffalo Hills. Brandon, being where you get to tell us how much you love coming to camp, how much you love coming to Rochester. Welcome back into the Sports Bar, Brandon.
3: Nah, always good to be here. Cool. I love Rochester. Uh, big fan. I was just telling the local media. Um, nobody loves training camp as much as I do. Probably just because it's such a great town. and, and There's that great golf course right across yeah. the street and, uh, that I already found my way uh, to uh, a couple days ago. So. Uh, it's fun to come up here, and uh, the people are so great in this town. Everyone. We went out to. I took the scouts out to dinner last night, and had a few people coming over and, and just saying how much they appreciate us being here, and, and it's mutual. We we appreciate, you know, the welcoming uh, from the college, uh, the residents, and, and the city itself.
4: Yeah, what does that do for a team? Because we heard Sean talk about that. You could certainly get all the work. That you need to get done in Buffalo, but the benefit of actually kind of getting away here and getting uh, it—you know—the responsibilities from home away from them.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's a bonding thing. Sean and I um, both—you know—we see we see exactly eye to eye on this. You know, every team is different. You know, you have a lot of the same players. You may have a lot of the same stars, whatever. But every team forms its own bond, and so we just feel strongly that getting away. You know players don't have the responsibility to go home or go to the grocery store or feed a baby at night or anything they're just yes no one loves to sleep in a dorm okay if i'm going to gripe about anything i'm sleeping in a dorm is is not exciting there's nothing i can sell on that but the food is great okay i can walk to my office i don't have to get in my car like i've been here for two days i haven't been in my car yet so um you know it's just it's it's one of those things where it makes sense it's forced time together and guys enjoy it. They play some pranks. Um, you know, last year Josh uh, brought some food trucks out here one night, and you know, guys were ordering you know tacos and, and Philly cheesesteaks and ice cream. I mean, it's just uh, our nutritionist didn't love that, but uh, I sure did. But that that's that's kind of it's it's the bonding, the unique trying to build this team starting now for this the adversity. You're going to hit adversity. It happens every season. Obviously, last year was unprecedented what, what happened to us. But uh, there will be ups and downs. And so if you've got a tight-knit group, those are the ones we find are resilient enough to fight through it. We were having a conversation on the air yesterday talking
2: about what constitutes failure in professional sports and I know it's not apples to apples but we drew a comparison to how the Milwaukee Bucks season ended in the NBA playoffs and how Giannis was asked was this season a failure and he definitively said no it's not a failure that there are steps along the way some people push back on that and said it was a failure you were the number one seed you got bounced early your head coach lost his job so what is a failure I and again I know it's not apples
3: to apples but any season that the Bills don't win the Super Bowl do you consider it a failure well, it's, it's not it's not 100% successful, so it's uh, I'm not going to give you the exact answer you want. You failed at certain things, um, but you have to learn from the lessons. And if you take valuable lessons from the loss or the losses, whatever happened, and take them forward and use them to your advantage, then it's not a complete failure. But yes, the end goal, one of your things right now, our end goal is to, of course, win the AFC championship, and win the Super Bowl. Okay, we, we have not done either of those since we've been here. We've been in the game. We need to go win that AFC championship, earn that right to go to the Super Bowl, and win that. That is the ultimate success. Last season, yes, was not the final result that we wanted, but hopefully some of the things that we learned, some of the rough patches and how things happen, we take from that, and we learn from and build from and hopefully don't repeat it. Brandon Bean, our guest here,
4: as we're broadcasting at St. John Fisher University, day one practice. And Von Miller was uh, off to the side. You start Von Miller on PUP. So uh, a two-part question, Brandon. Uh, Part one, as compared to, say, other athletes, do you give him more leeway, more of a voice, I guess, in terms of a timeline to return? And part two is there anything to be said for like the load management say of the NBA like hey you know Vaughn we we know you're ready to go week 1 but we really need you fresh at the end of the year how much would that factor in here
3: Yeah I mean you you do give a veteran player with his uh you know credentials and his resume and not only that he's actually been through a torn ACL before so he has experience there you do give that person a little more latitude they understand their body they understand the rehab they understand where they're at and so much of it yes physically they have to heal of but so much of it is the mental uh ability to say i'm ready to go i'm ready because if you're apprehensive i don't care how much the doctor says you're ready if you're apprehensive you're not going to go out there and play the way you know how to play it to your ability so well you know we're definitely going to have an open dialogue everything's been an open conversation with vaughn through this entire rehab and, and yes you do also consider when you bring him back whether you take him off pup you know just if he's ready to start the season and play in week one um, you know we, we obviously want to make sure he is fresh down the stretch what does that look like you know, we'll determine that once doctors kind of give us the clearance.
2: Brandon Bean, Bills General Manager, joining us in the Sports Bar, live from Buffalo Bills Training Camp at St. John Fisher University. You mentioned this in your press conference earlier today, and, and I, th- I think it's an interesting storyline around the NFL, especially for somebody in your role. Given the depressed running back market, where it's at right now, and you saw your buddy Joe Shane have to apply the franchise to Saquon Barkley, and, and to, to his advantage, he got the player signed and, and, it, and they moved forward. When you're a GM in your role, are you concerned ever about the optics? How your your moves are viewed by other players, other teams? And there's another situation, obviously, happening within the last couple of days here, specifically to the Bills that that feeds into this as well. How much do optics around the league with other players, playing the decisions you make for the Buffalo Bills?
3: Yeah, you you, you know you want to know uh, optically that you're you're always trying to do right. Listen, you're hired by a club. In this case, I'm hired by the Bills to do the, the right job from a business standpoint for the Buffalo Bills. But you also want to be fair. Um, to the other side, you you know, no deal, whether you're doing a contract with someone, you know, forcing a a staff member, a player, whatever it is on a deal like that, um, that usually doesn't end, you know, too well. So uh, sometimes you can't agree. You have to, you know, sometimes you have to walk away. There's been deals that uh, with various positions here that a player left here and people may wonder, well, did the Bills not want them? Did the player just want to leave? No, it could have been that, you know, they saw their value as X. We saw it as why, and we just said, listen, you know, we're going to have to agree, or disagree, wish you the best of luck. And so there's also uh, this thing called the salary cap. And you may, you know, it's not baseball or, you know, where you can pay luxury tax and things like that. And I don't know all the nuances of baseball's cap, but uh, the cap is the cap. It is real. Some people say it's not real. No, it's it's real. You're just... You're deciding how much you're going to pay today and how much you're going to lay away to have to eat eat later is the setup. You can maneuver the cap, and, and we try and do that and massage it, but we're also trying to do it so that we don't walk into a year and say, oh, my gosh, we're $200 million over the cap. Uh, we're going to have to cut you know two-thirds of the team.
4: Brandon, you've never applied the franchise tag here in Buffalo. Is that something you, you take pride in?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to – listen – you, you understand the franchise tag, what it is, and, and that, listen, if you're about to lose a very valuable player and you, you haven't been able to come to agreement that it is, you know, a tool to use to hopefully find common ground. You know, it's an ex, you know it adds a year. Maybe at some point you can do that. Um, but, yes, I, you know, I know that players want long-term deals, either here or someone else. They want to know they're guaranteed. And so um, it is always, you know, you know in, in my best interest and the club's best interest to avoid it when you can. Uh, and so, fortunately, we've been able to avoid it to, this far. Would we use it if we if we couldn't get a deal done and we didn't want to lose this player? Yes, I'm not opposed to using it, but um, you know, I'm, I'm also happy that we haven't had to use it at this point. Brandon, you have great relationships.
2: We hear about your relationships with players and agents. Were you surprised or are you surprised to see Naeem Hines' agent go to social media to basically try and reinforce their hope that, that the Bills will do right by his client, by Naeem, after this injury over the over the course of the last couple of weeks?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, everything I'm going to keep that internal. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Naheem and I have a great relationship. We've had great dialogue. I think he and I are on the same page. We understand each other and and that's what's most important. You know, people have um, agents or business partners or people that advise them, whatever you want to call it. Um, My most important and my duty is, is to look, you know, in this case, Naeem in the eye and have a a very respectful conversation. And and he's been great. He's been a pro since the day we traded for him last year. And and I can say, as I sit here now, he's been a pro through all this. It's a tough blow for him. I feel terrible for him. It was obviously a non-football injury. It was an accident. But um, hopefully we can get his, he hasn't had his surgery yet. Hopefully we can get that done here soon and get him on the mend. and, And we hope everything works out for him to be a bill in 2024.
4: Bills today uh, getting their morning work done. Uh, Josh Allen looking great out there. Um, what are you looking for out of Josh as far as improvement? And At the top of the list, is it cutting down on turnovers? So the number of turnovers last year, does that bother you?
3: Well, listen, you don't want to turn the ball over. Uh, Josh knows that. I don't have to go tell Josh, hey, don't turn the ball over. Um, but when you have a guy with his talent and his, and his ability, um, he's going to try and make some plays that most people can't even make. And so Uh, Sometimes that that happens, but you can't get mad at him for a turnover when he's, you know, saved us on some other plays, whether it was getting out of a sack, whether threading a needle. Uh, You know, you think about that ball at the – you know, he's he's still had a sore arm. We're playing in in Detroit, um, you know, and he whistles that ball down to Steph uh, to go win that game at at the end. I mean, that was – that's a gutsy throw in the middle of traffic. And sometimes those balls can get picked off, especially in a moment where you got to go try and win the game. So, um, you know, the only thing you'll probably ever hear me get on to Josh Allen for is not protecting himself And because, um, you know, we, we don't have a – you know, there's no Josh Allen sitting out there that I can go find uh, if he goes down. And so that's the, that's the number one thing that Josh and I communicate about as far as on the field and his play is just be smart, use your tools, Yes, you can run, uh, but get down, get out of bounds. Don't take unnecessary hits.
2: Brandon, earlier today, we heard from Steph Diggs, and I, I, I think it's important that he spoke on day one because any chatter that that lingered from mandatory minicamp can get squashed pretty quickly based on his words and his actions. It was something that was reported out of his circle. I believe it was his trainer that was, you know, me, that mentioned that Steph may be challenging the organization. He's a competitor. He, you're a competitor. Everybody hates losing. Last season didn't end the way that any of us wanted. So was he asking the question, "How did this team get better? Why? What do you say to a competitor to assure you that, sure, that person that this season the outcome will be different than next than last season was?"
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Steph's a heck of a competitor. I'd like to say myself, I'm a competitor. I I, um, I want to win in every single thing, and I know he does. And and I want people, whether it's staff, whether it's players, I want people that are willing to do whatever it takes, put all the chips in to win whatever it is to win. And, and so. Uh, we see eye to eye on that and listen, um, he, he has the, he understands that um, it is a business. I have decisions I have to make. but Steph, Steph and I have a great relationship from that standpoint. We have an open dialogue. Um, he knows he can shoot me straight. he knows I'll shoot him straight back. doesn't mean we always agree. Uh, that, that's you know I, and I don't expect that from him and I don't think he expects that from me, but um, I got nothing but love and respect for Steph and who he is and so we're, we're all trying for the same thing. Frustration happens. I mean, when you when you don't win, we're putting a lot of work. Everybody's putting a lot of, you know, even before now, but especially starting now, you know, as these pads come on, there's some tough, long days. And so when you get to the end of the season, you're going, man, I've put in all these months of work. I want to hold that trophy up, and I'm feeling the same thing. So uh, you're never going to see me, you know, upset at somebody for, for, for wanting to win and wanting to do whatever it takes.
4: Brandon, what a uh, difference this year, um, Sean. He's wearing uh, two hats literally and figuratively today uh, yeah. out there switching them. Um, did he have to sell you on the idea of doing this, or was it, yeah, let, let's go ahead? And are you concerned about the workload knowing that, hey, being an NFL head coach, there's a lot that comes with it?
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Sean's a smart guy. He's, he's very uh, meticulous, detail-oriented. He has the qualities to be able to be a head coach, it's not going to be easy, but be a head coach and be a you know in this case a defensive coordinator. Um, not everybody's cut out for that, but I've been around him long enough. And if he was a guy that I was like, man, I don't know if you're organized and detailed enough to do both, because um, some I've been around some head coaches that are not. They got they're they got really good minds, but they're a little you know you know disorganized with certain things and. and I would have said, hey, Sean, like, are you sure you want to do this? We already have to struggle to help you. He's got the mindset, the DNA, the attention, the detail to do both these jobs and doing well. I saw him obviously call plays in Carolina. He was a big part of our success, um, you know, working with Ron Rivera up there. And so – Yes, it'll be a change. Yes, it's not going to always be perfect. Uh, he knows I'm here to support him. we got other people in place to support, whether it's Matt Smiley running the two-minute drill that Sean would normally... He's got some things in place, and, and this is year one. And uh, But I'm excited about you know him back calling the plays and, and seeing what it looks like.
2: And some roster decisions to make here early on in camp as well, too. I mean, you're replacing Tremaine Edmonds. You've got a camp battle at, at, at Mike Linebacker, corner two. Is there an expectation that you have... Given that you invested a first-round draft pick in, in Kyrie Elam, what's your expectation for him in 2023?
3: Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of battles. You said middle linebacker—that's going to be good. That battle will really ramp up when we put the pads on. Um, Kyrie, yes, no one's going to put more expectations on Kyrie than, than himself. Whether he was in first round or the sixth round or you know uh, undrafted, like he's—he's he's a hard worker. He's detailed. Uh, he wants to be great. He's got the the intangibles that you want. It's just it's time on task and it's reps and it's and it's you know playing the system. Good things happen. You get some confidence. Uh, the thing I know about Kair that that you know when the lights came on, he played well last season for us. Not perfect rookie things all the way, but um, I, you know I would say from what I saw, some of his you know the, the the mistakes that he made more were in practice than you know when the lights and listen, I've seen plenty of all practice players. You put them out in the stadium. And, and and they lose their way, uh, so I'll take you know this version. And again, he's just starting year two. You know, we don't want to put crazy expectations on him. And again, whatever we put on him is probably not as much as he's putting on himself. Brandon, last one for me, and
4: it's not your department, but we're all kind of excited—the new stadium going up. Uh... Do you get a new office? Do you get any input? What are you look, most looking forward to seeing out of the stadium here?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep our offices and, and our training center exactly the same. The Pagulas gave us a lot of money a few years ago to really retool that, and we think it's uh, it, it's a very good setup for us. But um, excited about having that. I mean, even starting just seeing the the shovels and, the, and the, all the big machinery over there digging, you know, digging the hole where it'll go down in. But it's going to be awesome. There's going to be so many great features. It's some of these new stadiums are. More, they're multi-purpose. This is a football stadium. This isn't a football, soccer, a, a football concert venue. You know what I mean? Or convention center. This is football, and that's what you got to love about Terry and Kim. They when they started talking about this, we want this to be football-centric. Not that there's not going to be an event or two, but um, we're getting grass. I mean, think of how you know how many injuries happen on. Ter- like we're moving to grass. I think that's going to be huge. I think that's going to be a selling form for selling point for players to come here while it's not going to be a dome and maybe some people wanted that. I think, I think Buffalo people from the outside want to see Buffalo play outside anyway, but 60% of the stands are going to be covered. So you can buy seats, um, you know, that will be, and I think it's going to be more of the upper deck. And I think the closer you get to the field, you know, those will be less covered. but I'm excited. Our player, you know, the guys uh, seeing it our, you know, you hear the, the chatter, they're already, you know, knocking it down. So it'll, it'll be cool. Three years, Seems like a long way, but I know it'll it'll probably happen fast. Well, I
2: know your job never ends, and and this is my last question, Brandon. Last year, we remember seeing Drew Rosenhaus milling about on day one of training camp on behalf of Jordan. Uh, do you feel like there's any loose ends on this roster that that you built, and and who might be next in line for that deal with the Buffalo Bills?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, we're we're always looking. We, we want to draft, um, you know, and develop and and re-sign our own the cap keeps you from doing everybody. We talked about that, but uh, you know. Nothing, you know, we have nothing going right now or anything like that. And yet yeah, Drew came up here last year with the Warriors situation. Uh, but, no, guys are here. They're in camp. They're working hard. And, uh, you know, we'll monitor that if we think there's something that needs to be done. But, uh, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. Love having you back in Rochester, Brandon. This is great. Uh, awesome. Always good to be with you guys and uh, love, love being up here in Rochester.
2: Best of luck this season. Thanks for giving us some time. You
3: got it. Thanks, guys. There is Brandon
2: Bean, Buffalo Bills general manager who joined us earlier here at the uh, Pelicano Pavilion, live from Buffalo Bills training camp at St. John Fisher University in the sports bar with Dane Germantaglia.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah we are, well, if you're familiar with groundy Stadium, we're on the opposite side of it, and we're just uh, kind of a stone's throw here from uh, the actual grass field with the team uh, you know practices. But nothing going on right now other than... Uh, you hear some, uh, you know, trucks kind of going around here, moving some things around. I would expect the team to kind of do a walkthrough later today. Yeah, weather held out today, yep. uh, hot. Uh, and, and when we uh, pulled uh, Derek Boyko aside from the Buffalo Bills uh, in, in media relations, and Boyko's official title is uh, is a media relations. He's yeah, he's he's in charge of all the media. I just asked him simply, "Have there any NFL guidelines when it comes to the heat index?" He honestly didn't know. Now AQI, which you've all air quality index, we've all kind of learned, and you know everybody knocking a piece of wood i think we're going to be okay for now here but that could always kind of rear its head what's going on up in canada but that could simply uh, simply derail a practice or, or two but right now danger they're saying you could have a heat index of up to 100 on friday morning so it's going to be hot but i don't hear any indication that if you have tickets on friday you should be worried that it's going to get moved or anything like that yeah i don't get that indication either i, th- I think
2: that, that if they had their way that would be maybe 10 15 degrees cooler than what we have today or what we're expecting later on this week but as long as we can keep things dry uh, avoid the rain showers i I think that uh, once again they'll be happy with their time here At uh, Saint John Fisher University, takes on tap. Gino, some observations uh, from around the world of sports that we can share with you here. With I'll drink to that on the way next.
4: Yeah, so uh, a couple takes here. One, um, you know, news last night kind of breaking. Which team now is on the clock? Look, everything is very calm here when it comes to contracts and whatnot. But there is one team in the NFL, one contending team in the FC that we all have eyes on, and how this actually may indirectly help the Buffalo Bills. Also, I think that there is going to be a really big shakeup in the sports media world. We didn't talk about what is actually going on. Not talking about the layoffs at ESPN, but that just seems like it's the tip of the iceberg when I heard this story and want to dive into it. Uh, I, I observed something earlier today, uh, and
2: it was just a reminder of. of how I think a lot of people take what we do for granted, that people in our field, the, the access that we're granted and and their their opportunity to work with and 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 be a part of this kind of Bills uh, media community, uh, you know, just some observations.
3: Just okay. wanted to yeah. throw
2: out a little observation. Gotcha. I noticed earlier today at a press conference. We'll get into that and more next. It's I'll drink to that on the way here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia, live from St. John Fisher, Bills Camp Live. On the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country. And get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can conquer it.